Would you hold a grudge on me if I were to label you a misfit and or an outcast? Because in all honesty, that's what we are in a way. And by we, I mean affiliates and by we, I mean online entrepreneurs. Because in the eyes of the other people, we are not quote-unquote normal. We do not seek job or stability. Uh, we seek for something more, something better. We, we seek to change the world. And I don't remember if I shared this quote with you, uh, but I heard it from Alex Sharfon and I really resonated with it. Uh, and it goes like this. Entrepreneurs are people that wake up in the morning and dream of a better future. And then they come back to the present and demand for it to become real. So that's who we are. And sorry, but I will label you a misfit because again, in a sense we are. Anyways, welcome back. If you've been here before, which means that and indicates that you are a smart person and welcome for the first time if you are a first time listener. Uh, I'm Mildrag Milenkovic, the host of Affiliate Journey podcast that you are listening right now. And every Friday, it's my mission to bring the best online marketers, entrepreneurs, affiliate marketers, business owners, and dug basically dig deep into their brain, their strategies, their tactics, everything they're using to get their business to be successful so that they can live the life on their own terms just like that i also dive into my own strategies uh, my own brain uh mindset and everything else every tuesday uh when i'm releasing solo cast episodes that means two episodes weekly for you my dear listeners so don't forget to subscribe also if you list if you have listened to at least one of the episodes before I would definitely invite you to leave a review. It's one minute of your time and it really helps the show grow. With all of that said, just a quick reminder. Uh, I am, well, actually already done uh, and shared and created my four-step framework to four-figure days with affiliate marketing using nothing but Facebook. To get your free access, you can go at affiliatejourney.co slash mirdrag or at affiliatejourney.co slash mario and i kind of like gave away my next guest so yeah shoot uh anyways my next or today's guest is mario Pai, which has been a guest i don't know if you're a older listener you might have heard uh it was one of the popular episodes i know people really loved it uh we got a really good feedback so if you haven't, you can check out the the first one as well. We dove more into Mario's story and how he left his job last year. And now he's multiple six-figure earners driving towards those, those seven figures, absolutely crushing it. He's doing high-ticket affiliate marketing, and which is why uh, we have focused a good portion of the episode on first, how to go from like never selling anything and or barely or again never selling even low ticket to selling high ticket why it can be much easier to sell high ticket products and other good things like that so you're in for a treat again don't forget to subscribe and or leave a review and now i'll let you enjoy the episode (laughs) 
Hello, everyone. Welcome back. You're listening to Affiliate Journey, and I'm your host, Miodrag Milankovic. Today, we have a repeat guest who, in the last, well, 10 months since we did the interview, brother, I think, something like that, uh, yeah. he actually became my coach currently, and or mentor, whatever. I never knew the exact difference. Maybe you can give us insight on it. But anyways... Uh, Please help me in welcoming Mario Payai. Brother, welcome back. What's up, man? Good to be back. Man, so nice. I love working with you. I love working with you too. It's exciting times. And both of us, like, I would say we grew a lot since the last time we spoke. Like, yeah. you had that huge 100K month. I left my job, so everything's going good, I would say. Yeah. So for people that missed the first interview, could you just briefly give us your background story and then we'll dive into the present moment? Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, for those who missed it, I, um, I quit my job way back in March 1st of last year of 2019. I started my online journey at that time as well. Um, did my first 10K month during those first 30 days. Uh, and then started with affiliate marketing, you know, the, uh, uh, the month after that and did a little over 20 K during with affiliate marketing, doing high ticket affiliate marketing of selling a $2,000 course. Um, and once all that started happening, a lot of people, you know, started asking me like how I was having all the success, if they can, you know, if I could help them do the same yada, yada, yada. And after a few months of just answering questions in Messenger and hopping on calls for free, I realized I should just start coaching. So, uh, uh, you know, I hired a coach myself to help me create a coaching program, which is kind of funny. Um, and uh, since then, I've done, you know, multiple six figures. And it's been pretty, pretty great since September of last year. And now you're one of my students. Yeah, funnily enough, I'm now one of your students as well, few weeks so far, and really digging it. Uh, but you mentioned part of your story that I didn't think I knew. I mean, I knew you did affiliate marketing back in the day. I just didn't know you were doing high-ticket affiliate marketing, which is interesting because I'm now doing high-ticket affiliate marketing. So I know some people listening also are either doing it or kind of consider doing it, but maybe they are like, you know, the, the limiting beliefs we have, it's either like, oh, I don't have the money for it or, well, I couldn't sell a low ticket product. How will I sell high ticket product? So let's address the beliefs and let's then address how did you just like soon by starting had such a big success with high ticket affiliate marketing? Um, so the first, I guess the first kind of mindset thing to get around is it, it's actually easier to sell high ticket products than it is to sell low ticket. It's easier to, it's easier to get to, to 10 K a month with a high ticket affiliate product, especially if, if it's something that, that appeals to a higher ticket audience, you know, you, you're not really going to sell a low value product for a high ticket price. And I think that's why most people struggle with it because they're trying to sell something that's not that valuable and sell it for thousands of dollars. And that's why they struggle with it. Um, so the first thing I did was I found a product that, that I knew was of a high value that I knew a lot of people would want to buy if they just knew about it. You know, it's kind of like 
I own a Ferrari dealership and I'm just going to find for people who want to buy Ferrari cars. It's a very easy sale if somebody already wants to buy that thing and I just happen to have a dealership that sells it, you know, and I'm the only one in town. Whereas if I had like a, you know, a Ford dealership or a Honda dealership, now I'm competing with every other Honda dealer and they're all cheap cars and I have to really try to sell you on why this Honda is better than their Honda. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a lot harder to make that sale. So the first thing is like find a high ticket product that is of high value that people want to buy. You know, like SAA is one of them. The KBB, which is what I sold, was one of them last year. Um, so I had that going for me. Uh, the second was that I actually did it with a very small audience. I only had about 300 people in my Facebook group when I sold it. And I did a little over 20 sales. And the the reason I had such a high conversion rate is I was already the kind of person that would that that my audience kind of wanted to be they wanted to be in my place you know that's why they joined my group because they they're like hey how did you get to where you are i want to be like you and all i had to do with them was just share with them my set of beliefs like i'm somebody who takes action quickly on things i try to make my investment back on things as soon as i buy it you know i'm an implementer i like I, val- I, I value high ticket things because I think they, they're the only things that create real transformation. Sorry. I like committing all in. I have to cut you for a second. Uh, yeah. Were you doing this consciously, but everything you listed now was basically brand first and transferring identity, which is like super yeah. powerful. And a lot of people first are, at least at affiliate marketing, are not aware of it. Second, no. I for sure don't know how to use it. Were you consciously using that or was it just something you were sharing and people resonated? Because I know that some people get success consciously, like, oh, I do this, this, and this intentionally, but some people are just maybe better with some things. And was it was this something you were really good at or did someone taught you? I think, so I, I don't know that I was consciously doing it, like to the level where I understand it now what happened. But back then, I, the reason I did it back then and, and the reason I had my content back then was talking about like transferring this identity to them and trying to basically let my audience know, like if you want to get to where I am, where I'm making 10K months now, you know, in my first few months of online marketing and, you're, and you've been at this for years and you're still struggling to even get, make 1K a month, like there's some things about my identity that you need to adopt. I, the first time I shared that information with my audience was in a video, in a Facebook live, unscripted. And it was just like, I just got frustrated. But it wasn't like a frustration of like, you know, why, why aren't you guys succeeding? You guys should already know this stuff. It was more of a frustration of like, you guys are saying you want to accomplish all these big goals, but you're not doing the work and you're not accessing the people and the knowledge that you need to get those big goals. And because you're afraid to commit all in yourselves, that's why nobody is willing to commit with you. You know, you're afraid to go all in. So why would anybody buy something from somebody who's just a dabbler or who's just treating this like a hobby? You know, when you have a serious, I mean, relate this to like something in real life. When you have a really serious problem with your health, with your health, are you going to go to a doctor who just kind of studies that, you know, being a doctor on the side and it's like his side gig and he's just kind of a doctor, you know, as a hobby, you read it from Google. 
Or are you going to, yeah, like, are you going to go to somebody who like watches YouTube videos on how to perform surgery? Or are you going to go to a specialist who that's his like main job and that's his main thing, you know? So like people are trying to sell themselves as somebody who's serious, but every action they take is very not serious. You know, it's not serious at all. And I just got frustrated with that because I saw it everywhere. And it was my first, it was like my third month in marketing. I was like, everybody's a liar. <laughs> like nobody's serious, but everybody's trying to sell their crap. And so it was, it was out of a point of frustration, but it, it realigned my group where it was a very polarizing message. And it basically let the people who were in there know, like, if you're going to stay in here, you're going to be a, you know, somebody who commits and goes all in. And if you're somebody who commits and goes all in, then you got to start buying the things that you know are going to get you there. And I started that messaging about a week before the, the card opened on that offer. Um, and my group had only been open for about, about three weeks at that point. So it was a very new group. It was a, a, you know, an offer that none of them had even heard about before. I had already bought it because I was an affiliate. So I bought it first to become an affiliate. Then I became an affiliate for it. Um, and when I offered it to them and the card opened, that first day I made 14 sales. I made 14K on the first day, you know, which was, which was epic. Yeah, it was my first five-figure day. Um, but yeah, it was, it was all about transferring that identity. And I think, you know, to be somebody who, like, if you're just a great marketer, you don't have to transfer identity. You could just do great marketing and great sales. But if you're not yet at that level where you're a master marketer and you're a master at sales, you need to become authentic first. You need to be somebody who others want to aspire to be. And then you can learn the messaging and the sales around it. But people, if they don't trust you first, there's no way they're going to buy it just because of your, your sales letter or your sales pitch. You know? you're, you're so right on this. Like I've been trying to tell this to some people closer to me that are trying to do high-ticket affiliate marketing. Basically, I watch what they're doing with their content. And they're kind of like modeling other people, but they're modeling part where they are already successful, they have trust of their audience and you need to get there. And I remember like I've been publishing for like months and I've built that relationship and almost every high ticket sale that I had was from like I actually built relationship with, with these people and tried to help them. And if you're missing that link, like it's hard to make even a low ticket sale, let alone high ticket sale. So you cannot skip that like trust building factor your every post cannot be an offer uh you have to like build yourself like why should they why should people buy yeah. from you and some people think that just when they hit few sales they will keep on making them because they have now the proof but that's like just part of it they still need to buy like will this work for me like okay it worked for mario but will it work for me and what if i don't have the time or what if i don't have the money so yeah yeah no there's a lot that goes into it and you're right like some people just make a few sales and they think they can go out there and now like i made my first three sales so my business is gonna blow up now i made the first three now i can make the next 300 that's not how it works and you're right like you know they that it, it can work that way so here it's not how it works with organic marketing you know if you're gonna do it organically just making a few sales is not going to lead to the next 300 sales. It works with paid marketing. You know, if you're, if you make the first three sales on paid marketing, 
then you just throw more money at it and you'll keep making more sales. If it converts, it's going to continue to convert if the audience is right. But organically, like the first three sales, you, you have a limited audience. You can't just throw more money at it and try to build a bigger audience. You have 5,000 people maximum on your friends list. Um, so it's, it's all about building that trust. And trust comes from not just how great your content is. Like your content could be great and your audience still doesn't trust you. It, ha it has to come from how authentic you are. You know, so if you're trying to sell a high ticket program and you've never bought a high ticket program in your life, that's going to come across, you know, maybe not in your words, but it, people are going to be able to sense that. I, I had one of my students who I think we talked about her. She, uh, she was selling the, the most she'd ever sold online was a $500 product. That was her highest ticket offer. And she was trying to get into the high ticket space. And this was somebody who already had the $1 million award from ClickFunnels. Like they already had the two comic club award, but they did it with a low ticket offer. And they did it as part of a team. And now they're trying to build their own thing. And they're trying to go, go into high ticket. And I was nowhere near, like when, when they hired me as their coach, I hadn't even broken six figures yet. And they already had a seven-figure award. So I was like, when they, when they asked to work with me, I was like, why? And they're like, because you charge what I want to charge. And I want to know how you do it. One. And two. I don't feel comfortable charging that much because I've never paid that much for anything. So they paid me 3K. And during the time that we worked together, we created a $6,000 offer and we sold it out in the first month. Like all 20 spots of it in the first month. She did six figures that month, you know? And it was like, and she did six figures before I ever did six figures because she had a much bigger audience. She had a much bigger list. You know, she had tens of thousands of people on her email list. She had 6,000 people in her Facebook group. So she was in a better position to do that. She did. I helped somebody create a six-figure month before I ever did six-figure month, you know? And it's just because I, they, they, they already had the foundation in place to do so, but they didn't have the mindset yet to sell something like that. And they didn't, their audience wasn't primed to buy anything like that because they never done that in their life themselves. You know, so once they made that shift, and now all she talks about is high ticket offers. That's her whole thing, you know? Um, but it's like, it's that shift that has to happen internally first. Like you first have to invest in something high ticket and then you'll feel congruent with selling something high ticket later. You know, that's, that's super true. Like back in the day I was so sold on like passive income funnels, everything like that automation. And I mm -hmm. was, it wasn't clicking. And then I spoke and I, I forgot at the moment, but you were also part of the influence to why I transitioned. So I, I, I talked to Jamie, I interviewed you, I interviewed Marco, a lot of like high ticket Facebook affiliates that were crushing it. And I was like, here I am trying to sell OFA <laughs> and being frustrated with like other 200,000 people in the same ocean with the similar bonuses. And it, it just wasn't clicking. And all of yeah. that frustration actually led me to down this path. And I was like, well, maybe these people actually know what they're talking about. I was like, I don't want to put in two, three, four hours every day on Facebook. Like I want passive income, right? But you have yeah. to get there. Like you don't start there. You have to get there. And yeah. luckily my mindset shifted, invested, and I never looked back. Like low ticket yeah. offers have their place, maybe to get more reach and get people that will later be ascended to high ticket. 
but you don't need to start there. Like I'm not telling people right. to start at high ticket, get the money. And when you need more customers, you can just go low ticket down the value ladder. Yeah. I, if you have a real skill set that you can help people with too, high ticket's the way to go. Like it, it's, it's just, like you said, you build that money and then you can use it to build a more low ticket, you know, kind of pipeline more passively, but you don't build passive income passively. You have to build it actively. You know, it takes a lot of work to have it be passive eventually. It really does time and work and knowledge. But uh, anyways, uh, what I wanted to touch upon was how can people, and I got this question, like I've seen it firsthand, people never made any low ticket sales. They come with the right, like this is caveat, they need to have like the right framework, strategy and support. They come to high ticket and you see them start making sales one after another and they were struggling to, to get low ticket sales. So I have people when I like make a post and they are like, yeah, it makes sense. I think I want to do affiliate mark, high ticket affiliate marketing, but how can I sell high ticket if I never sold low ticket? So why do you think people have this problem and do they need to scale up? Is it the mindset issue? Is it all of the above? Like what's, what do you think in your experience is the issue with it and how can they overcome it, I guess? Um, I think the, the biggest struggle that some of these people have is when they're trying to sell a low ticket item, there's a lot more skepticism. This is going to sound weird, but uh, there's a lot more skepticism when it comes to buying a low ticket item than when it comes to buying a high ticket item. Um, it's a different audience. Like when you're selling a $37 thing or like a $97 thing, it's a completely different audience than when you're selling a, a $5,000 thing. It, because the promise, the promise of the low level thing, like this... If you buy this $97 masterclass, I'm going to teach you how to make $10,000 next month. You're automatically skeptical. You're like, yeah, sure, whatever, you know, take my 97. But like, you're like, what can I really learn in a, in a $100 masterclass to help me make 10K? Like, it's probably just a sales pitch. It's probably not that worth it. Or there's got to be an upsell. You automatically have red flags, you know, coming up. And that's why selling low ticket things, it's hard because it's, it's not really a commitment to anybody. You know, because you got to remember that in the buyer's mind, like if you really look at your own mind, when you buy a low ticket thing, you're thinking, am I really even going to use this thing if it's 97 bucks? Like, how good can it really be? You know, is it going to like, is there a better alternative? Am I just going to be flushing money down the drain? Am I even going to open this course if I buy it? Am I going to show up live? Probably not going to show up live for a hundred dollar thing. You know, like if I'm somebody who's making good money. And I paid ninety seven dollars for a masterclass. I'm definitely not showing up live. I probably won't even watch the replay, and it's just going to be money I flush down the toilet, you know? Because I have better things to do. I have other things to do with my time. So it's low ticket things tend to have a, a higher, like higher skepticism, and and less people want them because they don't seem that valuable. Even if you say the value is a hundred thousand dollars, a higher ticket item, like a two thousand dollar course or a $5,000 coaching program, or a $10,000 one-on-one program, or a $25,000 done-for-you offer, like those things, other than courses, like the actual like programs and coaching programs, those things tend to have higher conversion rates 
Like for example, when I did, when I, the last group coaching program I sold, our conversion rate on phone calls was over 75%. I would close 20 out of 27 phone calls, you know? And, and it was, it was crazy. Cause it was like, Oh my God, like nobody expected that. But I was like, it makes sense because we put out a message out there, an offer saying, Hey, we're going to help you do this thing from step A to step Z and hold your hand every step of the way. We're not going to let you fail. You know, we're, we're going to hold you accountable. We have all these coaches to help support you. There was so much real value in it that people, there was no skepticism. They knew that it was there. They trusted us. And it, it, the price point justified the value. Now, if I said, you know, we had this big coaching offer and it was only $97, all of a sudden people would be like, hmm, I don't think that's real. I think that's a lie, you know? But when we charged 7000 for it, it made sense. Because it was like, oh, I'm going to get six coaches that are going to help me every day of the week except for Sunday to build my, my high-ticket offer and build my messaging, my branding, and all, all this stuff and grow my list and my audience and get to 10K a month. and all. Like, it makes sense why I would pay this much for all that support. If I said I'm going to charge 500 for that, they'd be like, that seems wrong. That seems off. These coaches are probably not that good. Skepticism goes up, you know, automatically with low-ticket things. So higher tickets, easier to sell because it's a different mindset. It's a different conversation. It's a different level of promise that you're making to these clients. Um, and I think that's, that's the real big shift between low ticket and high ticket. If you switch to high ticket, all of a sudden you're talking to people who want transformation and not just more information. And those people are willing to buy a lot, a lot uh, easier because I sold the OFA too, bro. And my conversion rate was super low on that. It was like 5% on, on a $100 offer. Then I go into high ticket and now my conversion's over 50% all the time. You know, because the people who hop on the phone with me to talk are serious about what they want to do. They're not joking around. And they know what it costs to work with me. You know, so when they, they hop on the call knowing that. It's funny that you mentioned the skepticism. Like when I was thinking of launching like my inner circle group, where I would go live and do like live coaching weekly. And I asked people and funny initial price in my mind was 27. Then I was like, ah, let's go 47. And I asked people like just for the feedback. And I got a lot of answers where they were, they were like, well, I would be skeptic of that, like to pay 47 a month for a group coaching program. And I was like, well, it kind of makes sense. Let's get, let's get it more expensive. Uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> you mentioned something I think really important. So let's dive into that. Like you said, now when people, because this is what I see in the space a lot and I want to address, like there are two issues, well, usually three, but we've spoken about the mindset before. So let's dive into marketing and sales. Mm -hmm. Either people complain to me like, Hey, I'm, I'm not converting. So it can be a sales issue, like where someone is just not skilled. Maybe they do something wrong on the call. Or I think even more often than not, their marketing was totally off and they attracted totally wrong people and ended up with like wrong people on the phone. So yeah, could you share with like people listening? How, how do you structure your marketing to get the right people on that phone? And later, obviously, how do you close them? So 
I structure my mark. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's a big question. Um, <laughs> when it comes to the marketing, I think the higher so <clears throat> higher ticket clients and higher ticket people appreciate authenticity more than hype. They they want to know that what you're saying is transparent and you're not hiding like the difficulties of building a business from them. If you look at guys like like let's let's look at the people who are on the highest end of the high ticket you know offers. People who sell $250,000 coaching packages, who sell $100,000 coaching packages, you know. <clears throat> Those guys are on a different level than even us, you know, who are selling like multi-thousand dollar offers. Those guys talk about the struggles of building a business and maintaining a family and a social life and all these things way more often than they talk about the great results that their clients are getting. Because they know that people who are dead serious about building a business also understand how difficult it is to build a business. You know, like if I, if my marketing was always just like, my client got this big win and my other client got this big win and we got these crazy results and we're getting these results. I may get more people in, but it's, it may not be the, the caliber of people that I want in because when they join and they just see only results and then they join and they're like, oh, wait, I got to do work. You know, the, the, the show up rate goes down over time when, when you do hype marketing. And unfortunately, a lot of affiliate marketers only use hype marketing. They're only like, oh, my God, results. Amazing. Great. Awesome. Wait, Call we're, calling, we're calling people that sell easy one up affiliate marketers? <laughs> Sorry for shouting this. I'm kidding a bit. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, no, but like, like that kind of hype marketing doesn't really work that well. And I've done it before, and it, it like it brought in a lot of leads, but it was the kind of leads where they wanted the quick fix right now, make 10k this month, and do it passively and do it easy, you know. And that and and that was not the type of audience I wanted to build. So I started talking about not just like the results that they can expect, but also the journey of, you know, kind of how I got there and what work I had to do internally and externally and with my business and the struggles I'm still having. Like I'm very transparent about everything that happens. If I have a bad month, I'm going to post about it. I talk about bad months all the time, struggling, you know, because I'm trying to do all those things. I'm trying to you know, raise a family, build a business, you know, take care of my, my health and everything else that I'm doing. And that, that, all that is, is tough to do. And at, the more transparent I've become, the higher ticket clients I've attracted because they appreciate that kind of honesty. So first, like marketing strategy-wise, transparency is the first thing. Share, share the journey and not just the good stuff, but also the bad stuff that happens. Because um, that tends to create a lot of trust and, and, and likability and relatability with your audience because nobody has a perfect life, you know? And if people are looking to solve a problem, like they're, they're going to, they're more willing to trust somebody who is actively speaking about that problem than somebody who's just ignoring it altogether. You know, when I started selling my, like this automation workshop that I'm doing, I talked about how, I struggled for, for over a year now doing everything manually because I would refuse to automate anything in my business because I thought it had to be hard, you know? And now I automate almost everything in it except for like these conversations, you know? 
if I could have a chatbot be here on this podcast, I'd probably have a chatbot be here on this podcast. <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? Like I, I started sharing that stuff and what how it affected my life and my family and everything. And and that eventually led to people understanding being like, oh my God, I'm having that same struggle. I need this. And now I'm able to sell four hundred dollar masterclass, you know, on implementing that stuff and charging a good price for it, where people would charge a course, you know, for a course. I'm charging for just a one day workshop to implement it, you know, and it's because the messaging has been talking about the struggles and not just like, look at all these leads I got from automating my lead gen software, you know, my lead gen process. Like that's, that would sell at a lower ticket offer than saying, I want to spend more time with my kid and, and, you know, the love of my life. So I'm automating my business so I can do that without letting my business fail and fall apart. Because that's a bigger problem. And that yeah. comes down to like, that's even <clears throat> further. People love to reference like, you don't sell the drill, you sell the hole. But you don't even sell the <clears throat> hole. You sell the emotion which hole will bring because maybe they will hang the picture that will raise their status. And like you're selling something totally different. And yeah. I, I think, especially in affiliate marketing, I know that like I bought God knows how many courses watched, how God knows how many YouTube videos. No one talks about the marketing part. Like it's very, I don't know, maybe that hasn't been your experience, but I've been buying courses and programs and learning for over two and a half <coughs> years on affiliate marketing and almost no one covers marketing enough. So yeah. that's the... It's a difficult thing. It's marketing's not easy to teach, you know, like you, you, at the, I guess at the surface level, it seems very easy to teach. Like you create a lead magnet, you create a, an offer post or whatever, like things like this. And that's like easy to teach because it's, it's just templates and frameworks. How to create a message that resonates with your audience, that gets people to trust you and want to work with you before they even talk to you. That's the hard part. And that takes time. You know, and unfortunately, time isn't sexy. Nobody wants to, for things to take time. They want things now. Yeah. And what works now? Selling a framework, selling a template. Like here, I'll give you a, you know, a, a offer post framework that you can implement right now to launch your offer right now and make sales right now. That's sexy. Instead of let me teach you how to communicate to your audience over the next ninety days. It's going to build impact. That's going to build trust and 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 respect. And it's going to turn those people who would have never bought your offer in the past into raving fans that want to work with you as, you know, super bad. That sounds attractive to the right person, but to people that want to make sales now, that's like, no, I, I don't want that. I want now. I want sales now. Just give me the template. Give me the framework, you know? And funnily enough, after a lot of failures, they come back to the learning the fundamentals because without them they will either give up or they won't have or they will have most of them just give up <clears throat> you know if you think about it like if people just went to learn the fundamentals they wouldn't be trying to they wouldn't be trying to succeed in online marketing or online business in general for 10 20 years if they just went to the fundamentals but instead they're trying to find every tactic and strategy that they can find online and they think this is going to be the one that gets me there because the fundamentals aren't sexy. You know, they, 
there's there's a saying that that's um that I that I heard in this movie uh about making sushi uh that said that says don't touch the fish focus on the rice and this basically what this means is don't touch the stuff that's like next level until you've learned the fundamentals and when people are trying to become traditional sushi chefs it takes them five years just to master making rice before they're even allowed to touch fish. They can't even touch fish five years, cut fish, prepare fish until they've learned how to properly cook rice. Now imagine if you told somebody you're going to have to learn how to cook rice for five years before I let you touch the fish in the online marketing space. You're going to have to learn how to create powerful copywriting for five years before I let you create an offer or make a sale. Imagine they'd be like, no way. No, I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. And so they just keep putting out bullshit offers and not making any sales because they don't know how to master messaging. They don't know the fundamentals of creating powerful messaging, building trust with your audience, you know, building a list, like all these things that are fundamentals. They don't focus on that because they just want to sell their $97 thing or their thousand dollar thing. And they wonder why they don't have consistency. You need the fundamentals. And if you have like a good coach or a good program to follow, you can speed up the process of learning the fundamentals, but you can't skip the process of learning fundamentals. And the fundamentals are boring. They're not exciting things. You know, they're not going to be like, you're, you're going to learn them today and you're going to make a million dollars tomorrow. But what they do do is like they, they help you build consistency and stability because if you need to make an income tomorrow, and you know how to write good copy and you know how to put together a good offer and you have a solid foundation of that, you can put on an offer tomorrow and make a few thousand dollars, you know, and, and be able to do that over and over and over because you have that skill set. But if you don't have that skill set and you're the only skill you have is building, you know, finding an affiliate offer and creating a landing page and then just spamming everybody with the link, you're never going to have consistency. You might even be banned, you know? Yeah, that's that's very true. It's it's interesting, like when you listen to people that know what they're doing. I remember, like, memory came up on my wall the other day, and it was like a snippet that I shared from the interview with Blake Newer. And I asked him, like, what is the biggest mistakes, the biggest mistake people make around funnels? And he was like, well, everybody wants to make funnels funnels are easy and sexy and nice but they miss everything that goes bef before the funnel the market research everything prior before you actually everybody want to design put elements and whatnot uh yeah but they meet they miss everything else and then their funnel doesn't work and it's something i've been telling to affiliates it's something steve larson was also teaching it's like you cannot miss this part like if you do you will fail right. here. Like you maybe have some like lucky, quick few wins, but that doesn't mean that you actually know the process. So I'm afraid of this. Like I made a bit of fun <laughs> with people from Easy One Up, but I don't think like those tactics where they just lure in new people to sell the same thing, to sell the same thing. It's like Ponzi scheme. And even if you, I, I don't say like people make good money with it, but I don't think they actually have skill because if they were to shut down easy one up tomorrow or change the rules or whatever, 
Like they wouldn't know how to replicate un- unless they find a new thing to spam, I guess. But um, right. <laughs> but like it always comes back to the skills. Like you said, if you know the copywriting, if you know to create o- an offer, you can tomorrow make money because you have the skill, regardless yeah. of the economy, regardless of anything else. Right. So, and you mentioned something also really important that I'm like constantly trying to improve that, pr- improve it. And again, affiliates are not being taught. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're learning the good shit. Uh, basically, <laughs> basically the positioning, like and the messaging. So how would you how would you advise our well my fellow affiliates? You're not affiliate anymore, so uh, <laughs> so know that identity for you. Uh, what would you advise to affiliates who are struggling? Like their message doesn't resonate. They throwing post after post after post and they do not get leads. Maybe they have some engagement, but very few leads and no sales. Like what are some pieces of advice as far as messaging (laughs) and positioning you would share with them? I would say the the first thing you got to build with your audience has to be trust. Before you build likability and relatability and all the other things and, 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 and you know, credibility and, and respect, they first have to trust you. And it's hard for people to trust you when, when you're constantly making offers and not really providing any value. And you're not actually looking to help anybody, but you're just looking to make money. Um, if you're a beginner, like... And this is the mistake that most people make. They're like, they look at the the millionaires out there. They look at people who are very successful, either in affiliate marketing or with their own businesses. And they're like, I'm just going to be like that guy. I'm going to, I'm going to repost what that guy, re, you know, posts. I'm going to funnel hack him, you know, and, 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 and message hack him and, and figure out what he says. And I'm going to say it in my own way. And that's how I'm going to be, you know, build that same type of audience and success with my audience. That's not at all how it works. If you behave like the people who have done, you know, millions in sales and how they're behaving now, you're going to fail because they've already built trust. They've already built likability. They've already built credibility. And now they can just go out there and make offers. And now their content can just be fun, you know, and they don't have to really do all that, the building blocks of it first. If you're just starting out, your main objective online as far as positioning is to be super helpful like you literally just want to serve for like i would say the first six months and that sounds awful because nobody most people don't want to serve they want to sell you know they're like well i can't i can't go out there and just serve for six months i got i got you know i gotta get an income i gotta you know feed feed my family I promise you, if you just serve for six months, you'll be fine on income. People will, will pay you to do stuff. You know, my first, my first $10,000, I made $2,500 before I even put my offer out there. Because I put my offer out on, on March 26th. I quit my job on March 1st. My offer came out on March 26th. I, already made about, I had already made about $2,500, maybe $3,000 by then. Because I created an e-cover for my offer, for my book that I was going to put out or for my, my course that I was going to put out. And I put it on, on the, you know, on, on like the, the group or whatever for the one funnel away challenge. And people were like, Oh my God, can you do one for me? 
And, and so I was like, you know what? Like, fine. Like I knew a few of the people that were like my friends, they become my friends at that time. So I did a few more for free. And then one of them was like, no, I want to pay you for this. Like, don't like, thank you for doing it for free. But like, what, what can I pay you for? And I was like, I don't know, 80 bucks, whatever. You know, I didn't know what people were charging for it. So I just charged 80 bucks. And then I had other people say like, how much do you charge for an e-cover? And they just saw my work. Like I first proved that I could, that I could do the work, you know, cause I did mine and then I did a few other people's and I, they posted it and they're like, Oh, thank you, Mario, for doing this for me. But I built trust first that I could do something that, that was of value to that audience. <clears throat> I did it for free for a few people to show that I could replicate that result for others and create something cool for them. And then I had people paying me $500 to do not just the book cover, but like the entire course 3D modeling or whatever. And then I found like some assets online that I could use to make it a little quicker for myself. And I was, and I was designing all these and I did like four or five of those $500 orders back to back over like a week. And it took me like an hour and a half to do each one. And it made like 2,500 bucks. Why? Because I first did it for myself. I created the results for myself. Then I created it for a few people for free just to show I could replicate it. And then people were willing to pay me money. <clears throat> That's that whole serve first thing. So if you're looking to kind of build that trust with your audience, with your positioning, first create the result you want to eventually teach. You know, create it for yourself so people know that you can at least do it for yourself. You know, if you can't do it for yourself, there's no way you're going to do it for anybody else. Second, do it for others, for a few others for free. Get them the result. And then you can sell it. You know, and that's how you create your own programs. Now, with affiliate marketing, it's implement what you're learning from the affiliate program yourself. Then teach a few others how to implement it so they can get the same result. And then sell that affiliate offer. Like imp implement it for a few others who already have that product. So like for you with the SAA, you know, like you've implemented some strategies for yourself. You've now we're going to, you know, you're, you're teaching it to others and they're going to be able to implement it themselves to get the same results and make those sales. And then when people buy the SAA through you, you're going to be teaching them those same strategies that you taught the others for free, but they're also going to get it for free as a bonus for buying it through you. Or even, you know, for, if you decide to have your own coaching program, they're going to learn it through that. So now you're like, now you're creating that value. And it's proven. I did the same thing with coaching. I did 20 coaching calls for free. Then when I opened my coaching program, those people already got results with me. So guess who I sold it to? To those people. They already trusted me. You know, <clears throat> I had already given them that value. And then it was easy for them to work with me because they're like, you already coached me for free for a little bit. I'm happy to pay you money. I feel like I already owe you money. You know, that's positioning wise. That's the only thing you got to worry about at the beginning. The likability, the credibility, all that other stuff, that comes later. You'll, you'll build all that stuff, but most people need to just get that first part right. And I think like, that's probably going to serve people the most. Is Actually, if you look at my interview with Blake Newbar, he and I talk about the exact same thing. Because funny enough, we both interviewed him. I interviewed him in my group. You interviewed him on the podcast. Uh, and we talked about like, some few people are willing to do the work for free just to prove that they can do it, that they never have success. The only reason he's as big as he is now is because those first few funnels that he built, he did for free. His first two comic club funnel, he did for free. You know, like he, he built a bunch of funnels for free just to show that like he used them to practice. Basically he did market research. He did the boring stuff that nobody does. 
did the market research, the audience research. He tested audience. He built split tests. Most people don't even split test at all, ever. They only build one version of their funnel. He's like, I did all the stuff that was super boring that nobody else wanted to do because I wanted to become a master at this thing. I wanted to become the best. And he's like, and the only way I could do that was by doing it for free at first. And now he charges. Now he's done like his partner program. I think he's done like well over $10 million just with the partner program. Oh, wow. You know? So yeah, that's, that's it, man. It's build trust first. Give value first to people. Love that message. So we are soon running out of time. Uh, could you share with us the magic bef- behind your high close rate on the sales call other than obviously attracting already good people with the marketing, but obviously not everyone is super eager to buy. So what tips would you share with people who get people on the, on the call? What's next? I guess the easiest way to, to break it down is make sure you're filtering the people who come into your calendar by asking them questions that would make them like the best fit for working with you or buying your thing. Like if they're not serious, don't get on a call with them. If they don't have the money to invest, don't get on a call with them. Like limit the amount of calls you take. Because that those 27 calls I hopped on for that one program, we did 140 conversations to get to 27 calls. There's like 148 conversations. We kept them all in an Excel sheet, kept them all organized. So 148 conversations in Messenger led to 27 sales calls, led to 20 sales of a $6,000 product. And we did 120K that month. <clears throat> and it was actually, most of it was within a, a week. We did like about 50 something K in a week. So filter who you get on the phone with. And then on the calls themselves, just do your best to try to understand what position this person is in right now, where they want to go, and why they want to go there. Like it's, it's just, it, it, mostly it's just being, you know, curious and understanding and being honest with them about, about, you know, kind of where they're at and where you think they could go. If you feel like you can help somebody or the program that you have can help somebody, don't go into pitching it. Just say like, you know, why is this something you want to solve now? You know, why do you think this program that, that, that I'm offering is the one that's going to be the best for you? There's a bunch of it, a bunch of like this one out there. Why this one, you know, or why me as a coach, um, figure out what's, what's it going to cost them if, if they don't make these changes in their life, you know, figure out what, what do they really want? Does anybody really just want 10 K a month? No. If you, if you only ask that, if they, if you stop at asking like, well, what do you want? Like, I want to make 10K a month. Cool. Let me show you how to get there. You're not going to close anybody doing that because you don't know why they want the 10K. Why do you want 10K? Why, why is that such an important number? Are you just picking it and it's arbitrary and it makes no sense? Or is there some meaning behind it? You know, what are your bills every month? What are you looking to do with it? Are you looking to go on vacation? Is there something you're looking to buy? You know, I got into like, when I first made my first 10K month in mortgages, you know what I did? I replaced my mom's car, which was a beat up Chevy that had like its, its driver's side door was falling off. It literally was like, it wouldn't close. You had to hold it closed while you drove. Otherwise it would swing open when you made right turns. Um, and the second I made a, a 10K month, I bought her a brand new car. 
Now, if somebody asked me like, you know, what, what was, you know, what do you want to do? Oh, I want to make 10K a month. Like if they just stopped there, I wouldn't work with them. But if they were like, why do you want to make that much? Be like, so I can replace my mom's car. Why is it important for you to replace a car? Because she struggles to get to work every day, driving that beat up Chevy. And I want her to be safe. And I want, you know, why do you care that your mom's safe? Because I love my mom. So you want to make 10K a month because you love your mom and you want to help her. Like, yeah, that's a much deeper reason why somebody would want to have that goal than just making 10K a month, you know? So like find the reasons why people want to have that success and then remind them of it over and over and over. That way you not only enroll them in the program, but keep them taking action. And if they ever forget, you remind them. You know, when I signed up for the 30K program that I joined, anytime I started disappearing, my coach would just ask me like, do you, have you stopped caring about your family and your daughter? You know? Like, I don't see you pushing. I don't see you, you know, posting. I don't see you engaging or doing any of this stuff. Like, have you given up on your dream? And if you have, that's okay. But I remember you telling me that you joined this program because you wanted to build a business and systems so that you could spend more time with your daughter and your family. Have you given up on that? Or is that something you still want? Now, imagine reminding your customers of that every single time they're about to drop off. That's powerful, you know? If he just knew that I wanted to make 20K, 30K, 50K a month, and he just reminded me of that, he'd be like, man, whatever. So that, that's like the biggest advice I would give is like on conversions, on calls, just be human, human and find out the human reasons of why they want to do what they want to do and remind them of those things over and over. That's the biggest advice I could give. I love this advice, man. I really, really do. I know for myself, when I was buying any especially high ticket products it it wasn't about the money like when i invested into sca <clears throat> it was so painful to go back to that job for like 300 bucks and training away 10 hours of my every day physically mentally emotionally mm-hmm. my parents living without electricity <clears throat> uh like everything there was so much pain that even with like 5.5k debt and Working for 300 bucks, I found a way to invest. So I guess people that are still on the fence, they usually either don't have a strong why or, or no one led them to it, like you explained. Yeah, you got to lead them to it. Everybody has a strong why. It's, it, it, people are just not willing to get to that uncomfortable place of figuring out what it is because it's not comfortable finding out somebody's real why is, you know, we've done some mindset work, uh, you know, with me, you and Tommy, and you find the deeper layers of why people are the way they are by just asking uncomfortable questions. And that, that's all it takes sometimes is willing be, be brave enough to have those uncomfortable conversations. And that's the secret to high ticket sales is just being willing to get, go there first. Yeah, I really, really love that. Anyways, man, thank you so much for your time. I I really enjoyed this and I'm sure people will as well. And to people that want to like learn more about you, to connect with you, where can they find you online? Uh, Just add me on Facebook, facebook.com slash M-P-A-J-A-J. It's my first initial and last name. Uh, So we already have your, had your 
Facebook link and I think your group's link, if you didn't delete it now, <laughs> we, ha- we had it in the show notes. So it will be the same unless you want to add something or I'll add just in the same show notes. So it's affiliatejourney.co slash Mario. All the links that he mentions will be over there. Yeah, no, that's it. Just Just message me if there's anything you want to work on or any goals you want to hit in your life. And if I can help, I'll let you know. And I definitely recommend him. Like we are working together (laughs) and I'm loving it. Anyways. That's awesome, bro. Mario, again, thanks so much for being the guest. Everybody. man. This is wonderful. Yeah. I love picking smart people's brains. (laughs) (laughs) And for you guys watching and or listening, don't forget to subscribe because we are picking people's brains every Friday. And... Yeah, you can connect with Mario at affiliatejourney.co slash Mario. And in the meantime, peace out, everyone. Bye. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and sticking to the very end. Uh, If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave a review. And of course, don't forget to connect with Mario at affiliatejourney.co slash Mario. And also with myself. Uh, You can grab my free four-step framework to hitting your first four-figure days and well not only first but consistent four-figure days uh, you can also find the link over there and if you haven't already i would highly recommend you join affiliate marketing elite which is the free facebook group that i'm running anyways i'll leave you with that and until next time cheers for your success